Well, if you have your Bibles um, or you have the Bible app, or if you want to download the Grace Cattle Church app, there's a Bible um, there. I love when you bring a physical Bible, but that's okay. We live in technology world today, and you can find a Bible app. We're going to be in Philippians. That's New Testament. We are finishing up the series today on Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Um, do we all agree that mental health is a little bit of an issue today? I don't know about you, but I think sometimes I have to check my own mental health. I think we all do. I think uh, we have to get over this idea that mental health has some sort of stigma. We go to the doctor, right, to have our physical health checked up. I think it's important to understand that we have a, have a mind and we need to have a mental health checkup. And, and today I'm going to give some encouragement to understand that, that if we actually did some things that are in Philippians 4, our mental health might be a whole lot better. Have you ever heard this term, rule of life? Do you guys have a personally a rule of life? Rule of life. The, this, the idea of a rule of life actually came from the monastic um, kind of tradition where the, the, the nuns and the monks would, would have these kind of rules set out for them. They'd kind of guide themselves of saying, you know what, I don't need to make a new decision all the time because I've already created a rule for myself to saying this is when I face this, this is how I'm going to think about it. This is how I'm going to live. This is how I'm going to act. Rules of life are so, so important for us. I, this idea of rule of life came, came to me several years ago, and I started saying, what would be my rules of life? And today, we get to go on a journey together to discover what your rules of life are going to be. Or maybe you already have some, but maybe you might want to add to them based on Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to tell you, talk to you about a few, uh, well... Elon Musk, I don't, believe me, I'm not promoting a person. I don't know what you think about him or know, think about him. How many people do not know who Elon Musk is? Well done. <laughs> well, Elon Musk has a few rules of life. And, and as much as uh, they're good for him, he would say that's good for his mental health too because you know, there, so there's some things that, he, they're really his values, but when, when you know deep down what your value is, it makes it really easy to make a decision, right? Let me just tell you this. If you are not intentional with life, life will lead you where you do not want to be. Do you believe that? If you're not intentional with your life, life will actually lead you to a place you don't want to be. And so this idea of creating some values, and we're going to root this in Scripture in a second, so don't, don't be concerned. I'm getting to the Scripture. That's the most important thing for us. But I just want to talk about some, um, some rules of life that Elon Musk had that is for his success, but also for his mental health. So one of Elon Musk's re, uh, rules of life is he has a relentless pursuit of goals. As you know, that he has primarily centered around his pursuit of goals, which seem to be audacious, like we want to create a new civilization on Mars, we want to do the impossible things, right? That's Elon Musk. He has an extreme work ethics. In other words, he has a rule of life to say, like, I'm going to work hard. I'm not going to be lazy in life. And so he, his work ethic, often he would find himself sleeping at the office. Now, I'm not suggesting that this is good, healthy habits, but he would sleep at the office to get a project done. He had a rule of life of embracing challenges, and he would realize that the challenge was only an opportunity for Elon Musk. You, if you know what he tries to accomplish, he loves challenges. So when he faces a challenge, he says, that is an opportunity worth facing. 
uh, Elon Musk uh, multitasking. He has a rule of life to say that it's okay to do multiple things at the same time, and he begins to know how to, to value multitasking. Uh, actually, you, you know he's good at that, right? He has multiple companies, SpaceX. Uh, he just now bought Twitter, which is now called, what is it, X? Yeah, I don't know what he likes about X, but he has a lot of Xs in his companies. Passion for innovation. So in other words, Elon Musk has a rule of life to say just because it's not in existence yet doesn't mean it can't be in existence tomorrow. And he, he pursues with passion these innovation. And so he, he makes us a part of this rule of life. He says, just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean I don't dream of the possibility that it will one day. And then he has a rule of life of focusing on long-term vision. So his mental health actually benefits from his unwavering focus on long-term goals and a bigger picture because he realizes he doesn't get stuck in the minutia of short-term things. And so he gives himself permission to say, you know what, it's okay to dream 20, 50, 100, 1,000 years from now, and then he plays out his life accordingly. Now, that's Elon Musk, and those are very carnal rules of life. But you see, the Apostle Paul began to un, uh, unfold for us some rules of life based on the way that God's designed us and the way that God wants to look at, uh, after us from a, uh, Philippians chapter 4. If you were actually to look at, actually most of my rules of life are found from a Philippians chapter 4. Now we're going to read this scripture together and I want to unpack some of them. And I want you to begin to start saying, you know what, if, if life... If I'm not intentional with life, life will take me to a place that I don't want to be. And so how do I create these rules of life that give me some intentionality so when I face it, I just actually already know uh, it's just kind of like a habit. I, I just already know what my decision is going to be because I've already created a rule for myself. You tracking? So what rules might you already have? And then maybe let's maybe add them, some of them from Philippians chapter 4. I'm not going to read the whole section. I'm going to uh, start in verse 4. But it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Everybody want to say rejoice? rejoice. Man, we rejoiced today, didn't we? Great job, worship team, bringing us in the presence of God. Wow, I was rejoicing with you. I, I'm not known to move a whole lot, but I wanted to get a little bit dancey there today. It was good job. Good job. Finally, sorry, then he goes, yeah, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. So mental health and anxiety are, are a big deal, right? Anxiety seems to be very pervasive in our culture today, especially with our young people. And, and here he's saying, don't be anxious about anything. And the interesting thing was what, what follows is the antidote for anxiety, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's, the, here's what happens when we do that. And the peace of God. Can you say peace of God? Peace. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mind. Guard your minds. Mental health. Your hearts. 
Guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So our, rooting, our rootedness is in Christ Jesus. But here he says, when you face anxiety, and maybe this is your rule of life, when you are experiencing anxiety, you take your request and you take your concern to God in prayer. Rule of life. I'm starting to feel anxious. God, call out to God. Here's the interesting thing. Call out to God in this way. Prayer, supplication, that's kind of making your request known. Thanksgiving, or supplication might be like, bring your care and concerns to God. He hears you and he sees you. Isn't it good to know that he hears you and he sees you? You are not some distant person to him. He wants to be in this close relationship with you. Our Father in heaven desires to be close to you. And he sees everything and he hears you. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And here's the other thing. It's, it's the antidote to anxiety is also thankfulness. As we're moving into this Thanksgiving season, um, we kind of feel like we passed Thanksgiving, didn't we, by Operation Christmas Child. We're talking about Christmas, but wait a second, Thanksgiving. As we move into this Thanksgiving season, there's something about being grateful and thankful for what God, who God is and what he's doing in your life, even in the midst of challenging times. But he says, and then, then this is what happens when you make your prayer your supplication, your requests known with thanksgiving, then peace will be restored to you. So what if the rule of life is like, you know what, I don't like anxiety. I want peace in my life. So the rule of life is when I face, face, get anxious about something, I'm going to turn to prayer. Easy rule of life, right? Check. That's a good one to add to your list. Then it goes on to this one, say this. Verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just. By the way, this, I feel like I'm a broken record on this one. I have, I have been speaking this verse all year long. Maybe this should have been the theme verse. But finally, brothers, whatever, I'll say sisters too. Any sisters in the house? You sisters are so sad. I want you to pump it up, sisters. Pump it up. Sisters in the house. <laughs> I'm going to pump you up. Come on, all the men in the house. All the brothers in the house. I know. You brothers. I don't know why you pull all this crazy stuff out of me. I normally am not this way, except I get up here. Oh, my kids will say, Dad, you are. Don't worry. Um, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things. You want good mental health, there's some things you should be thinking about. Maybe a rule of life can be a filter that you, you automatically place when you're looking and scrolling on social media or when you're flipping through Netflix or Apple TV, what shows you're going to be watching or what you're, what you're consuming or maybe what you're thinking about, what you're ruminating about. It says this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure... Purity, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Great rule of life. 
I often have um, written this down, and I haven't yet posted it, but I probably would be worthy of posting it somewhere to say, you know what, I'm going to choose to only think on these things. And what would that do for your mental health? I think it would do a lot. What would it do to your heart condition? What would it do to your relationship with the Lord? Which, by the way, then gives you peace, right? He's saying, hey, if you have anxiety, come to me, and, and I'm going to give you peace. And now he's talking about this relationship that he wants to have with you, that that's, peace is restored in this relationship that we have with Jesus, with our Father through Christ Jesus. But could it be that we need to be thinking on certain things? Interesting that, that he tells us to practice that. What you have learned and received and heard, seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Interesting. He says, here he goes, peace. You want to find peace again in your life? Think on these things. But he does say practice because it doesn't come naturally. It's, it's very easy to get critical. It's very easy to talk bad about somebody. It's very easy to start ruminating on negative things. Because guess what? We, we are, our media loves to feed on negativity, feed on fear, feed on all of these, uh, all these things, right? Or, or purity, you know, our social media with young people, or I would even say older people, anything on there. I mean, our devices are filled with impurity, right? Because you can have access to anything in a moment's time. And, and yet we wonder why there's depression and anxiety and our mental health is not good. Think on these things. Maybe that's a good rule of life. I'm only going to think. I'm putting a filter to say, hey, when, when I have an option to watch a movie, I'm going to check it out. How many F-bombs are in that movie? How many sex scenes are in that movie? How many, you know, do a little research and then say, you know what? I don't want to put myself in a place where there's not purity. I don't want to put myself in a thing that's not honorable or, or praiseworthy. I'm going to make a choice not to do those things because I have a rule of life to realize that I want to keep my peace. And I want to keep my mental health. And I want to keep being a place where the Lord uh, has me in, in a great relationship with him. Okay, there's two rules of life in Philippians chapter 4. We barely just got scratched the surface. This is one thing that he says also. God's provision. I rejoice in the Lord greatly, starting in verse 10. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have received your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Remember, Paul is writing this letter. He's in prison. It's pretty interesting what he's going to say next. He's in prison. He's been mistreated. In prison for no good reason. Well, his good reason is that he's preaching Jesus, but um, they thought it was good reason. Now that I'm speaking of being in need, I have learned in whatever situation to be content. I've learned in every situation to be content. Are you content? Have you been content? When do you not get um, to be a place of contentedness? Is it when you look at what you don't have? Is it looking like what your other friends are doing? Is it looking like... Um, comparing yourself to others? Is it looking at what income you have or what's in your checkbook or what your living conditions are or whatever? Are you content or not content? And this is what he says. I know how to be brought low and how to abound 
in, every, in, in any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of place, facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Here he's, he's talking about the secret. The secret of doesn't matter what your circumstances are in life, that you can have peace with God and peace in your circumstance. You could have good mental health regardless of your circumstance in life. Why? It says the next verse, because I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And uh, it was funny, uh, somebody was sharing a testimony in our rooted group, and one of the examples they used is like, I grew up in a Christian home, and, and uh, you know, my mom, she, like, she would move this super heavy couch so that she couldn't move, and then she would say, I could do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, and be, like, be superhero mom. And she's like, I don't know if that's really what the scripture was saying, was the, was the person who was sharing that testimony, but... But I, I think really what you have to go back in context, right? You have to realize it's not saying that you have superhuman strength. I can do all things. But he's saying I can do all things. Learn to be content in all circumstances. With, whether you have a lot or a little, you've, you've learned to be content. Why? Because you can have a relationship with God who gives you the grace to walk through what you're walking through. God gives you the grace to walk through with what you're walking through, which means he's with you and he will give you what you need at that given moment, whether you have a lot or little, whether your circumstance is good or your circumstance is bad. God is with you and he wants to be with you. And so isn't it amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if, if you're going through a really difficult time and all of a sudden you count it all joy? I think there's a scripture about that count all joy when you face trials of many kinds because it produces something in your life and maybe when you realize that God is working when you don't feel like God is working maybe when you realize that in your abundance or in your lack God is actually in your life wanting to do some beautiful things James 1 2 through 3 consider all joy when you face trials because it produces something so beautiful a little garden is being nurtured in your life when you're going through difficult times and Jesus is right there in the middle of that garden planting seeds and cultivating soil and growing some good fruit in your life. So maybe a rule of life needs to be saying, you know what, contentedness, how do I find contentment? Contentedness is realizing that I can, I can walk through any situation that regardless of my situation, I'm going to choose to keep a great attitude and I'm going to choose to keep my mind in a good place because I realize that Jesus is with me. God is with me in the midst of this trial, in the midst of this, this, um, this mountaintop or this valley that I'm walking through. God is with me. And I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This kind of goes along with it. So we've, we've hit now three rules of life. Three rules of life that you... Um, can add to your list. And then finally here in verse 19 says this, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. This kind of goes along with this idea of, you know, your life circumstances, but I think it goes into something that's a little bit more material. Because here, actually, Paul, who's in prison, and he's, he's commending this, this church of Philippi who's actually met his need. Um, he says, a lot of churches actually didn't meet my need here, but it's okay. 
because God's my provider. It, wouldn't it be great if, if we started going through life not realizing that your circumstances is not defining who you are and then your provision is not by how much you make or by uh, what you provide or if you are in destitute and whether or not somebody's providing that need for you. Guess what? Who's your provider? God's your provider. And my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches in, in glory in Christ Jesus. And so he's saying, remember, who's your daddy? <laughs> your daddy's very rich. Now, I'm not talking about all of a sudden he's going to start spilling um, like gold coins down from heaven to you. Uh, or pearls to start like marbles, start floating down your floor, right? <laughs> No, but he's saying that the very things that you need, you, have a, you serve a really good father who's rich in mercy, he's rich in grace, and he's your provider, and he will provide. I've been thinking about, um, that one of the things I've just loved about our Rooted group um, is we get to hear people's stories, and I think this, this goes for all of our life groups, and if you're not in a life group, Oh my word, you, our next life group session, which will be kicking off in January, you can, you can join a message-based group anytime, so you can find those online for our groups, but some of our groups like Rooted um, only happen at you know, quarterly times. But one of the things I love about our group is you begin to hear people's stories, we pray for each other, we meet each other's needs, and there's a person who, who needed to be out of their housing arrangement and had no place to go. And their income was not such that it would give them some affordability to have the rental rates today. And so we prayed. We prayed as a group. We were even considering, Lord, maybe it's us. Maybe we have, need to be an answer to that prayer. And we considered it. And then just this week, we heard that, that God miraculously opened up an opportunity for this person. And I just was re realizing that God will supply every need of yours, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The, 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 the situation that seemed hopeless, like housing so expensive and, and the, the circumstance of needing to find a place was, was seemingly odd and hard, and, and yet God provided. God provided. So I wonder if these rules of life can not only help us when we face trials or difficulties or face situations, but, but it actually helps with our mental health. I wonder if these rules of life are, are the very things that are going to help us stay in great relationship with our Father that actually realizes that, that yes, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Yes, that God in his riches and glory is supply every need. And yes, as we think on these things and whatever is pure and lovely, we realize that, God, my, my outlook on life all of a sudden changes when I think on the right things. And maybe when I just look at this, that, that when I'm facing anxiety, when I'm facing difficulty, that, that I bring everything, I'm anxious, I bring everything with prayer before him. And that, that he then gives our hearts and minds peace. What would this world look like if we began to create these rules of life but rooted in God's way, rooted in his scripture, Would your life be different? 
Would you lead your life with some intentionality and so you know that where you're going in life is someplace good, not that life is just taking you to some place and oh, I hope I can get through it and holding on for dear life because here's the reality. If you're not intentional with life, life will bring you to places you don't want to be. So it's important to create a rule of life. And I just gave you four examples. There's so many more examples that you could um, use for your rules of life. You all have them, right? You, if you want to lose weight, you know you don't eat past six o'clock, right? So you choose not to eat past six o'clock. You've already made rules of life for yourself. But how about creating some spiritual rules of life that are going to bring peace to your mind and your soul? That we're going to actively push anxiety, depression, fear, and put it back in its place, which is in the pit of hell. And <laughs> we're going to put hope and life and love back to the surface where it needs to belong so our light can shine bright to a world that needs the hope of Jesus Christ. Would you put some rules of life in place today? What are they going to be? Maybe this afternoon you just need to sit, uh, scoot away for five, ten minutes. Maybe you need to jump back into Philippians chapter four. Maybe you're going to think through and saying, what are the rules of life that I need to put in place so I can be intentional with my life, so I can be a person that brings the hope of Jesus wherever I go? Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for you. We're grateful for your word that encourages us, inspires us. We don't want life to just kind of take us where life just takes us. We want to be intentional, creating rules of life that are according to your word and your ways, that are going to be good for our soul and good for our mind, that are going to allow us to find, be places, be people of peace, and find peace, be people of hope and dispensers of hope, the people of love, knowing that we're at peace because God, you are our provider. Your ways are pure and holy and right and just. Father, that, we, that you want to be in relationship with us, that you want us to cast our cares upon you. We want us to make our needs known to you and we want to thank you and we want to come before you Father, we're reminded that Jesus had rules of life. Jesus knew how to scoot away early in the morning before everybody was up to get his instructions of the day by you. We know that Jesus had a rule of life for limits, knowing that he, he's put end times to his ministry and he didn't have to do everything. He didn't have to save the world. He invested in 12 people and he ministered to crowds, but then there was times he just got in a boat and floated away. He says, I'm done. A life of limits. Lord Jesus, we know that, that Jesus had a rule of life as well. That he says that I will only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. Father, help us to align our lives to you. Help us to establish some rules of life that will bring us to a place where life can flourish and love can happen. Father, if there's anybody here today that has not given their life to the Lord or just saying, you know what, I've kind of been floating around a little bit and I want to get my life back into a close relationship with you, Jesus. If that's you, while every head is bowed and every eye closed, I just want to acknowledge you. There's something about a physical response to what God's already stirring in your heart. 
just slip up your hand. If that's you and just want to either give your life to the Lord or saying, you know what, I've just kind of my, my walk with Jesus has been kind of distant. Just slip up your hand and, and I just want to pray for you. Not acknowledge you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just pray for those hands that went up today. I just pray that, that Lord, that they would say yes to you. For the first time, giving their life to Jesus, Lord Jesus, we just realize that it's that we, if we confess with our mouth, believe in our heart that Jesus, you went to the cross for our sin, that you took the penalty we deserved for our sin, and you took that to the cross, and that gives us access to our Father in heaven. But Father, three days later, Jesus, you did not stay on that cross. You rose from the grave, showing us that you are the Son of God. You are the Savior of the world. For that, we're grateful. For those, Lord, of us that may be here today and saying, you know what? I've been struggling with anxiety. I've been struggling with depression. I've been struggling with my thought life. Lord, that we would create a new rule of life today. That we put new patterns of thinking We'd spend more time praying. We'd realize you're a provider. Father, for those who've been feeling a little bit distant from you, Father, I pray today would be a day they walk a step closer to you. And for that, we're grateful. Lord, we're thankful for speaking to us today. We love you. Give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.